0: things okay so
1: to <laughs> bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent, with an attention skewed into this tangent and now introducing our hosts the gruesome twosome hmm. mike, and mike and jeremy, jeremy. <laughs> we are fans of the dead yeah they're dead they're all messed up
0: yeah. Hello,
1: Michael, Jeremy. I want to play a game.
0: Weather. What's going on? How you doing, bro? I'm still in one piece. Uh, as you, as you were privy to earlier, we had my daughter's roller skating party.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a thing. You took a kid out.
0: I did, I did. <laughs> you know, I forgot. Kids can dart out from all over the places, and then you have the fancy skaters that that. <laughs> Like, do flip doos and
1: shit like that? Flipty doos. doos birds, I don't know. You forgot how to use the
0: brakes. <laughs> I kind of forgot they were even there.
1: I've never learned how to use the brakes. I usually just crash into something. Uh, do you have your envelope? I do. Okay, so we're doing something special for this episode. We're doing drinking games. So basically, any horror movie that has a game in it or a puzzle... Not in it, but like, you know, revolves around a game is what we're doing. So, Jeremy, please carefully open your envelope, pull out the contents, make sure the cards remain face down, no peeking. You got your note card?
0: Got my note card.
1: So to begin this episode, I feel like we always just basically flip a coin to see who goes first. We're going to play a little game to see who goes first. So we're playing Circle of Death, aka King's Cup. So you got your cup? I got my cup. Now do a quick little no peeking shuffle to those cards. No one wants to hear a whole episode of us playing King's Cup, so these are just tens and face cards. Put those around your cup.
0: Put them around my cup?
1: Yes. have you ever played Circle of Death?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: Okay, so the cup goes in the center. All the cards go across. Each card is a different thing you have to do. The rules are on that note card. Now to see who goes first, we're going to roll the bones. So you got your, your dice?
0: Right here.
1: Okay, we're, on the count of three, we're both going to roll. Whoever has the higher number pulls the card first. If you get snake eyes, you have to do a shot. Gotcha. I feel like these <laughs> these two episodes are going to be sloppy. <laughs> I hear your kids like them sloppy. All right, ready? Three, yep. two, one, roll. I got eight. I got six. Okay, cool. All right, now you don't need the dice anymore. I'm going to pull a card. I've got an ace. So, waterfall. You know what a waterfall is? Basically, I start drinking. You have to drink until I stop drinking. Ready? Great. I'm going to make it easy because it's probably going to go too long. All right, pull a card. Any card? Any card, yeah. It's random. Queen of hearts. So, questions. You ask me a question. I have to ask you a question. We keep asking each other questions until someone accidentally answers. This one's kind of stupid.
0: Does any question?
1: Yes, any question?
0: Ah!
1: I literally answered you. Oh, that was good. All right. Wow, that is a queen.
0: Whoa, mama.
1: So you get in this game? You get the rules?
0: I I, I think so.
1: Ah, drink. Damn it! <laughs> Pull a card.
0: King of diamonds.
1: Okay, so you got a king. So you have to pour some of your drink into the glass.
0: Into the solo cup?
1: Yes. Okay, so I Oh Game over. Drink. I got the, the next the last king. Cheers. Ooh. All right. So I go first. Oh, also to up the stakes, how many doubles do you think we're gonna have? Let's bet on that. Um I think the average is about four.
0: I'm gonna say five. Although right. maybe
1: not. I don't know. I don't think we're going to have that many. I'm going to go with... You know what? I'm going to go three. All right. I'll go four. You went three. I went four. Keep that for next week. All right. So to start our games off... Top ten. I actually just watched this pretty recently. Truth or Dare. That wasn't Blumhouse, was it? Or Blumhouse? I believe so, yes. Yes, it was. Lucy Hale... Scream 4, Fantasy Island, and Tyler Posey, he was in the uh, Teen Wolf show, not not the uh, Michael J. Fox version. So a group of college friends get hammered in Rosarito, Mexico, and decide to follow a stranger they just met to the remote ruins of a mission and play a harmless game of truth or dare. Seems fun, right? Except the game ends up following them home, and they have no choice but to keep playing. The consequences of failing to complete your turn are dire add a creepy smile theme and this becomes a pretty fun game for us not not for them actually uh there's a lot of dying and horrible shit that happens so the truths are basically letting everyone's skeletons out of the closet and the dares are fucking horrible like there's a drunk and she has to drink a bottle of vodka while walking along the edge of the roof of her house and you can just tell how that that might go. It's kind of like <laughs> a final destination drinking game almost. Interesting. It was pretty fun. I didn't have any expectations going into it, but it was it was uh, it was fun.
0: That was one that was on my list of things things to get to. I did not catch that one, but I did read very good things about it.
1: Yeah, and the creepy smiles, man. Like
0: <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, people yeah. at home
1: could not see my creepy smile, but just know it, it was <laughs> It was creepy. All right.
0: My number 10. There was a few of these hide-and-seek games that I went through, but this one was probably one of my favorites. Great movie. I went with Ready or Not. Ooh. The is, I believe. Yes. Grace could not be happier after she marries the man of her dreams at the family's luxurious estate, but there's one catch. She now must hide from midnight until dawn with her new in-laws trying to hunt her down with guns, crossbows, and other weapons.
1: Yes. (laughs) I love the guy that gets... Stuck with the crossbow, <laughs> he's like, how the fuck do you use this thing? He, like, goes to a YouTube tutorial.
0: <laughs> uh, as Grace desperately tries to survive the night, she soon finds a way to turn the tables on her not-so-lovable in-laws. Yes. I mean, Samara Weaving was just absolutely fantastic in this movie, and she's really good at those, like, revenge-type type things, like in Mayhem. Oh, yeah. Where she's just, just badass, mowing down anybody.
1: Yeah, really good movie. I love the trailer. It uses unchained melody in, like, yeah. such a such a great way. Because, like, back in the day, like, that was everybody's wedding song. I think it was my parents' wedding song. But, uh, yeah, it, they did a, a really good good job.
0: Yeah, this was two, yeah 2019. Great yeah. movie. So much fun. And she does the whole thing in a wedding dress, I believe.
1: Yes. I mean, it, the movie takes place right after the reception. Yep. Right? Yeah, they're like, oh, let's let's play a game and she's like fuck this like i have to hide all night and (laughs) she's like she's like no way which is true she she doesn't hide all night
0: no no nice she doesn't
1: okay my number nine now i've seen a lot of mixed reviews about this movie but i thought it was fucking crazy so game of death not the 1978 bruce lee movie we're talking the 2017 millennial movie uh, so it's, i think it's an indie company it's french canadian low budget directed by sebastian landry and lawrence Mores Legacy, maybe french is hard man and can i just say manatees are graceful walrus dolphins they're... <laughs> graceful walrus dolphins <laughs> yeah they're gentle caring creatures supposedly lonely drunk sailors out at sea for months Used to mistake them for mermaids somehow. I don't know, like any port in a storm. Am I right? Okay. (laughs) No, but that's that's how supposedly mermaids came about. Manatees. So like all these like sexy mermaids you see in like artwork and stuff now. I think they were like fat ladies back in the day. Fat ladies. (laughs) Imagine a manatee with uh with like a little seashell brawn. Hello. Come to my rock. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, why why am I talking about manatees? You you might be wondering. So there's like a documentary juxtaposed with the footage, a bunch of like, I don't know, wannabe influencers is what I thought at first, but I think it's just a bunch of assholes just recording everything. And when I say asshole, I mean like there wasn't a likable person in the bunch at the beginning of the movie. So they're living uninhibited drug, sex, and basic debauchery. Dick's drawn on the face type of humor. So, oh my god, there's this guy who's jerking off and seemingly gets off looking at a gun before he goes to a party to get too close to his own sister. I'm guessing this is like a porn hub type of family, if you know what I mean. So, while this other girl is riding this dude's face, she notices a retro-looking game. It's sitting on top of an old Nintendo. I think they're at this dude's grandparents' house, so they like randomly find... Some old games in a closet. So the game is called Game of Death. Each player puts their index finger on a skull. Then the game pricks their fingers and draws a little bit of blood. It's got like this cool little LCD screen and like a little speaker. And like this cute skull comes up and it's like, hee, 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 hee. And then a counter (laughs) pops up. And they're told they have to kill 24 people or die. Of course, they laugh and ignore it until two of their friends... Heads explode in painfully awesome fashion. So basically, if you don't kill someone, one of the players face like starts like blowing up until it literally blows up. And the practical effects in this movie were so good. There was so much gore in this movie. But I, I really enjoyed the concept of this goofy game and like these kids having to basically go on a murder spree to stay alive. Hmm. But when I said that this dude is getting too close to his sister, it's very, very weird. And there's this one shot where they're like, anyway, it's a beautiful shot that gets <laughs> ruined by the weirdness. And that's where the manatees come in. It's just like this crazy shit is happening while it's like some like awesome, beautiful thing. It's, it's just like the crazy mix. It's uh, it's a fun movie. I, I saw a lot of people not liking it, maybe because it's like extreme, It's like Spinal Tap, you know, turn it to 11. Why don't you just make 10 louder? No. Yeah,
0: but it it goes to 11.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that was my number nine game of death. Nice. (laughs) One down.
0: So, my number nine. Now, apparently, I didn't realize how many of these there are out there in the world. So, I decided to go with a classic board game, but I went with Ouija... Origin of Evil.
1: Oh, okay. So this is the sequel, like prequel, to the.
0: I, I guess so. So like, I I didn't really care for the first, like the original was like the like a bunch of teenagers, like at least I think that was the original one. But anyway, this one this one is Mike Flanagan. Okay. Which he used Elizabeth Reaser, I think her name is. She's in like all of his like Netflix series.
1: Is it his like, wife?
0: Is it his wife? Uh, it might be. But she was in Hill House, uh, Midnight Mass, like she was. She's in everything, essentially. But anyway, so yeah, in 1967, Los Angeles, a young widow named Alice Zander works out of her suburban home as a spiritual medium, with the help of her daughters, fifteen-year-old uh, Paulina and nine-year-old Doris. Now, essentially, it is a. It's kind of a scam, but they don't believe it's a scam because they they think they're actually like helping people right. and things like that. After going to, like, a like a party with, like, her friends, Alice incorporates the Ouija board into her readings, you know, to try to get that little extra, like, prop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, unknowingly, she contacts a spirit named Marcus, who was, like, a doctor, like, way back, and just fucking killed a lot of people, and hid their remains in their basement wall. Oh. I never
1: understood that. Um, hiding bodies within your house.
0: No. Uh, not his, time, not
1: his wife, by the way. That's Kate Siegel. Yeah, that's that's I mean, what she, it was. She's was, also in like all. Of right. She is in this movie, by the way.
0: Kate Siegel was. Yes, I don't know if I noticed her. I might have and just didn't catch it, but I, I believe that like Doris thinks she's contacting her father, but she's not actually, and she ends up getting possessed by this doctor Marcus. It's a it's a fun movie. It's um, a lot of jump scares, very Flanagan esque. <laughs> I guess I, could, I guess
1: I could say he really it's, works well with ghosts.
0: He does the the effects were really good. I liked it. I I really did. Only, I didn't realize there were so many like there's like Ouija shark or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, there are so many uh, Ouija movies. I watched this crazy goofy movie where these like teenagers are partying at this dude's house, and they bring over a Ouija board, and he ends up getting he doesn't get possessed, but he. His friend gets possessed. I don't know. It's really weird, but he wears pajamas the whole time. And I'm not talking, like, regular pajamas. He wears, like, little kid pajamas, and it's, like, so strange. Like, I like can't- feety pajamas? They didn't have the feet, but they're, like, the matching pants and the matching shirt. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's, like, very awkward. And I, oh, for the life of me, I can't think of the name, but it's a funny, funny movie. Don't panic. Okay. <laughs> that being said, num- Oh, I- we should play Luigi. That That would be, oh, let's do it. I'm good ghost movie i have got a ouija board upstairs
0: there will not be one in my house
1: why that's what jenna said about tarot cards
0: yeah susan will yeah susan is very much against having a ouija board in our house
1: <laughs> i know what i'm getting you guys for christmas good luck okay so number eight death race Paul W.S. Anderson. This is based on 1975's Death Race 2000, which I also recommend because it's awesome. I believe it's on Tubi, but for some reason, they blur out boobies and butts. Boobies and butts. But not all the gore. Like, literally, this guy gets his head smashed. It gets ran over. Blood is everywhere. And the next scene, they blur butt crack because that's super offensive. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Jason Statham in Death Race. Oh, the music. I love the score on this by Paul Haslinger. So it's in the near future of 2012. Jensen Ames is framed for the murder of his wife. He's given the chance at freedom and to possibly reconnect with his son if he plays along in a three-stage-slash-day race that apparently equals the Super Bowl in ratings. (laughs) Give the people what they want, violence and a little bit of TNA. Oh yeah! Also featuring Joan Allen, Ian McShane, Natalie Martinez, Jason Clark, Tyrese Gibson, Robert Lazardo. I mean, this movie's awesome. I saw, I saw it when it came out in the theater, and it was a lot more CGI than the original, but it's so much fun. Just like they're driving around weapons, basically, like. They turn these muscle cars into tanks with guns. Is it realistic? Not at all. Is it fun? Fuck yeah. And Jason Statham got so jacked, he had, like, abs on his back. I'm like, I'd never even... I didn't even (laughs) know these muscles
0: existed. (laughs) Does that mean mean he has a (laughs) 12-pack? Like, six in front, six in back?
1: It's actually, like, if you really, like, work out, it's an eight-pack you can get... (laughs) I'm working on a 30 rack. (laughs) But yeah, Death Race, super fun movie, like all around. also saw a lot of things. It's not horror. "Eh, It's dystopian future. People are dying in horrific ways.
0: It's it's
1: fun enough to be included.
0: It's like people say that about like Running Man. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not really horror. It's a Stephen King book. Well, dude, it's so, a Richard Bachman book. Sorry, it's a Richard Bachman book. He like didn't it, even want his name
1: associated with that movie. <laughs> He's like, no, just use Richard Bachman.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, again, you know, futuristic. I don't know if you call it dystopian or not, but.
1: uh, Yes. Yeah. Especially if you've read the book. Right. Great so, satire.
0: So, I mean, I could see people counting that, but, you know. Yeah. All right. So, my number Eight right yes yes I went with 1997's cube. This was a fun one. I God, this was the first time in a while that I that I watched it. I remember watching it when it came out. So it, essentially, six people are, are thrown into this really big cube that has God, what was it? It was like seventeen thousand smaller cubes that like rotate like on the inside. So like, each of them are from a different like walk of life they kind of forget how they got there. They have no clue how I got there. Like each person has a different like skill and basically they have to band together to, to, to get out. One of them's a cop. One's a math whiz. Uh, one was a building designer. One's a doctor. Uh, what was it? Uh, Oh yeah. The older guy who did, he didn't last too long was the, uh, the escape. He was the escape artist. And then they had a, Ren. a mentally challenged person in there as well.
1: Who's what uh, they used to call him. Idiot savants.
0: Yeah. I don't think he can say that anymore. No. But no, I mean, like, he would, I believe, what was it? They wanted, they wanted him to figure out, like, factors and stuff like that. And he would do them, like, instantly. He was like Rain Man. Yeah. Every cube is different. Some are safe. Some are booby-trapped, as we see at the very beginning of the movie, where a guy, like, jumps into the room and, like, these wires come up. And next thing you know, he's, like, cubed beef.
1: Oh, that scene was so good. It's, like, the it, basically the same thing in Resident Evil, but, like, yeah. way better. And I believe yeah. this movie came out five years before Resident Evil.
0: Yeah, I believe it did. I, yeah, Resident Evil, I think it was, like, 2000, 2001, something like that.
1: Yeah. Maybe in 2002. Um, there were 14,000-some-odd uh, rooms. In the cube. In the main main cube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. I love that movie, dude. So good, and each prisoner is named after a uh, prison. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool.
0: Definitely a good one if you have a chance, check that one out.
1: Also free on Tubi currently. Yes. If you are listening to this in March of twenty twenty three, if you' are listening in like twenty twenty five, it may not still be there. I don't, I don't know, uh,
0: dude. Most most of the movies I watched for this tangent, I watched on Tubi.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tubi's awesome.
0: It really is.
1: To be or not to be. Uh, okay. Well, we're blasting through these. Number seven. I'd never even heard of this movie until we started this tangent, but oh my God, was this movie awesome and made me a little uncomfortable at times. <laughs> 2014, directed by Daniel Stamm. 13 Sins. Mark Webber, Rutina Wesley, Tara from True Blood. Ron Perlman, Pruitt Taylor Vince, who's always a crazy person in a movie, and he's a crazy person in this movie. Congratulations. You have been se- I don't sound like Malcolm McDowell at all, uh, so <laughs> I, I'm just going to play this straight. Congratulations. You have been selected for the opportunity to take part in a one-of-a-kind game show out of a long list of candidates. In financial need, you have been chosen to compete for a fantastic cash prize. So there's a theme in all of these game movies. You are playing either because you're desperate or basically you wake up and you're already playing the game. Like you're forced to play or you're like so desperate that you're willing to to do anything. So Elliot is a few days out from marrying his pregnant wife when he learns he's not an asshole enough to keep his job at a shady insurance company. Like, his boss literally calls him in. He's thinking he's getting a promotion. And the guy's like, you're too pure for this job. And and there was, a, like, an old lady the day before he sold the policy to. He talked her out of the gold package because, it, it like, she wouldn't be able to afford it, basically. And he's like, I'm not taking advantage of people. And he's like, yeah, that's why you're the fuck out of this job. Get out of here. they like, call security gets gets the dude kicked out. His brother is mentally ill and like living in a not a halfway house but some kind of place that actually like treats him nice and he's scared of being reinstitutionalized which he probably will be now that his brother doesn't have insurance on top of that this guy's racist father is probably going to be moving in with them his back is against the wall he's broke he's freaking out and then he gets a phone call he can enter a sort of contest that includes 13 challenges Sounds easy, right? No. The first two challenges are benign, let's say. The third challenge, right away, made me uncomfortable. And that's saying something. And that's the third challenge. He still has ten more to complete in order to get uh, the prize. I forget the prize, but basically he'll be set for life. Like, he's good. Each challenge he completes, he gets a little bit more money. But he doesn't get it until he completes all 13. And if he quits at any point, all that money has gone. And, yeah, dude, some of the things in this movie are fucked up. And the entry of the gladiators ringtone that they use for the game is just a cherry on top. Such a good movie.
0: I saw that on, was it Tubi? Was it also on Tubi? Yes, it was very good one. All right, so my number seven. Yes, number seven. Okay, this has changed the way I have listened to the song "California Dreaming." Oh yeah, baby, California, mia. <laughs> this movie is just so fun. I went with Belko Experiment. Nice. Just I've I've I watched it actually a couple times just cuz i really enjoyed it. And so essentially there's like this social twisted social experiment in this company in Bogota, Colombia. In this like office, big office building and they're required to kill two people in 30 minutes or else more will die. Yes. So this it's coming from an unknown voice in in like the intercom system and i i believe like when they showed up to work that day there was just like like security there that like they didn't notice or something like that it was like amped up security but yeah so yeah they 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 basically have to kill their kill their coworkers and that that montage playing that song was just cinematic gold
1: yeah there's a couple like great covers in this movie all, all um, you know sung in spanish it's i will survive one yep. of the songs, yeah, great soundtrack, super fun, stacked cast.
0: Oh yeah, I mean uh, Mike Milch, the main character, he's uh, John Gallagher Jr., uh, John C. McGinley, who is just amazing as as usual. Sean Gunn, just yeah, so so many.
1: Obviously written by James Gunn. Yes, he actually at the time was supposed to direct this, but he didn't want to spend a couple months on such dark material. He's just like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to direct that, but he wrote it. Right, so um, He yeah, awesome. wrote it. So yeah, his, yeah, he wrote his, it, his, his brother's in most of his stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Great fucking movie. Fun, fun, light heart, light hearted. So you could, it, it's, you know, not something that's going to be too deep for you. Um, yeah,
1: it's light hearted. And I think that it had to be, it had to be a little funny because it was dark. Yeah. Yeah, good, good movie. Love it.
0: A lot, lot of times gets uh, compared to Mayhem. It's like same but different.
1: Yeah, so basically you're trapped in an office building, and you have to kill people, or people are trying to kill you. I mean, yeah, right. I get the similarities, but two totally different.
0: Oh yeah, like one, thing. one like people are like infected, and the other one's
1: not. <laughs> right, they're just assholes. <laughs>
0: Well, That's I mean, true. to be
1: to be fair, they have these tracker chips implanted for their safety. Right. You know, because a lot of people are being kidnapped, you know, in Colombia, which is, you know, it's, it's a thing. True. You know, you got to worry about the cartel. But apparently these trackers also have bombs. They yes, do. Yes, put a pin in that one. Okay, my number six to round off this top half, first part of our tangent. Red light. Green light. Squid Game from 2021. Oh, how awesome was this movie? I mean, obviously, when it came out, like, it seemed like every single person in the world was was watching it. Directed and written by, sorry, if I butcher your name, Huang Dong Hyuk. So he actually wrote it, took him 10 years uh, until finally he got a studio to, to back him to make it. And I'm glad that they waited the 10 years because I think if this was made 10 years ago... It wouldn't be as cool, and I mean, it's polished. It's so like vibrantly colorful.
0: And now, did you brutal. did you watch the dubbed version or the subtitled? I watched the
1: dubbed version. Like it's I, did, just, I didn't, I didn't know that the,
0: both were available.
1: I didn't know. Well, I I'd heard that, but it just like automatically started to the dub one.
0: Yeah, see, that's what I got. And, and some of it it's a so little com-
1: it's a little comical sometimes. Like wh- like you a can little? tell. Uh,
0: it, okay,
1: yes, especially the the woman. She was great. I, it's like, oh,
0: do you, want Him, to, do you want me to fuck you? Ah.
1: It's like, what <laughs> the hell?
0: Like the gang leader guy. I, I forget his name. Yeah. The one who fucked her in the shower. Or yes. the toilet, whatever that one was.
1: Yeah. Um, Really hard with, with the names on this one. I don't have any names, but you don't need them because they all have numbers. So 456 people down on their luck. They're offered the chance of a lifetime to compete in a series of games to win a prize of 45.6 billion won. That's... uh, Won? As of yesterday, that is $34,526,641.92 in American cash. Awesome movie. They have to play six games. They're all children's games leading up to the, the finale. And like... Almost immediately, they found out that the red light, green light game—if you don't play correctly, you die.
0: Dude, in- this blue like so we're 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 watching this and like oh you know you get eliminated you know when you move. I don't think I realized that eliminated meant shot in the head.
1: You dead like oh my god in the doll not the you know like the giant red yeah. light, green light that was from a Korean South Korean amusement park. They borrowed it for the movie. And then they, you know, returned it afterwards, uh, minus an arm. But I mean, obviously that's iconic. They even using it in like commercials and uh, such. A great movie, mm. uh, not movie series, a ten episode series. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the guy is like, I'm never gonna, you know, do a sequel or anything. I mean, I thought the ending was perfect. Like, I don't want to. They you were know,
0: working on season two.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, they talked him into it, and I guess a little bit of money, money. So he's doing a second season. I don't know how that's going to work. But besides that, Netflix is also creating a reality show competition challenge where 456 contestants play for 4.56 million. That's crazy. I don't know how that's going to work. Can you imagine if they start killing people? Like, are we in the dystopian future already? I mean, if you just, like, watch the news, we, yeah, we kind of are. We're we're definitely at the beginning of a dystopian movie. Yeah.
0: Do you do you notice in their sleeping quarters that all the games were like painted on the wall?
1: Yeah. So at first, because there's so many people packed in all the all the bunks, you you can only see like a little bit. But when they start clearing them out, you can see yeah, see all the games. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: All right. My number six to round up my bottom five, round out my bottom five. I went with. i believe it was last year 2022's bodies 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 oh okay so i haven't decided yet if the girls like acting is terrible or amazing (laughs) (laughs) because because fuck were they annoying like, it was, like, really whiny, teeny. It was just...
1: I'm I i I'm going to say that, yeah, that was actually for the the characters. The characters are not supposed to be likable. I'd like to say this a a ripoff of the movie Dead Body. Oh. Same okay. exact thing. They don't have service. They're in a, a house in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, hey, we're bored. What do you want to do? I don't know. We're drunk. Let's play Dead Body.
0: Yeah. So, anyway... Nervous about meeting the smug, wealthy friends of her rehabilitated girlfriend, Sophie, timid newcomer B, arrives late to a booze-addled, drug-fueled hurricane party at bored David's Georgian-style manor, uh, Georgian Greystone-style manor. As the storm rages outside, the party gets started on the inside, where they decide to play this game called Bodies, 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 where essentially, I believe it's, you know, they turn out the lights and somebody, they have these cards... There's one that's marked with an X, I think it is, that they're the killer. Right. And I guess while the lights are out, like, you know, people go to, like, hide, but if they touch you, you're supposed to die.
1: It's like tag.
0: It's kind of like tag, yeah. And then, you know, when they find the quote-unquote body, they're supposed to yell, bodies, bodies, bodies. Yes. And they have to figure out who did it. So, apparently, I believe David is the owner of the house, that's Pete Davidson, who was another... Kind of unlikable character, but I kind of got why.
1: It makes sense.
0: It, it does make sense. Yeah, so they, they all just kind of like turn on each other. They think it's it's this guy that he's like a hip like a hipster kind of like earthy crunchy guy who's like earthy crunchy.
1: He's <laughs> this granola munching motherfucker.
0: Yeah, I forget. Was that Greg? I think it was Greg. I kind of forgot all their names, but yeah, they like they're trying to pin it on him, and then. They're like, no, like, it's so-and-so, like, you fucking hated him. It's it's all, like, you're all turning on each other, and then they turn on B, who's like, well, where the fuck did you come from? It, it's...
1: You're confusing it, me. Yeah, so basically, the game gets real, and a lot of bodies, bodies, bodies turn up. And I like how, like, as opposed to the movie I mentioned, Dead Body, uh, that movie, you know, had... I'm not going to say anything more. I, I like what they did with the uh, the reveal.
0: Yeah, no, they did. I th- I thought they did a really good job mm-hmm. of it. That was the first. Time. I didn't get a chance to see it last year. It might even have been close to my top ten of the year, but like maybe not quite. Yeah. It was good.
1: Go. Cool. All right. So that wraps up our bottom five. So tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in next week for our top five. And some more debauchery and some fun drinking games. I'm gonna make Jeremy throw up. Please don't. I mean, that's why I am telling you to grab yourself a towel for next week. As always, you can listen to us. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to us. Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Check out our YouTube. Yeah, man. Like and subscribe. Give us five stars on iTunes, because that would be cool. Give us a cool little uh, blurb, and we'll, we'll shout you out, because we appreciate that shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Fans of the Dead podcast. Uh, we're on TikTok, Fans of the Dead pod. Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Uh, we have a website, fansofthedead.com. You can get t-shirts, get all of our episodes on there, YouTube videos. You name it, it's there. Yeah. Cool. All oh, right. The Prescribed Films Podcast Network. We cannot forget that.
1: No, we're on that shit. Um, so check us out next week. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment.